Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Walk in Love podcast. I'm your host, TJ Macedas here. And this is the show where we answer your questions about anything you want to ask them about. And uh, this show I'm doing solo. No guests today, just me. Got a bunch of questions to get to. But before we do that, let's head into some trending topics. Um, Apparently, it is a trend now to propose with an avocado. So you put the ring in there like that, pop that bad boy open, and ask if you'll marry me. I think that is the dumbest thing ever, (laughs) if I can be honest with you. I mean, if you're going to propose with food, like, let's be real, bacon, chocolate, steak, not avocado. Uh, Avocado is basically the equivalent of, like, proposing with kale. Um, another trending story that we have right now is a uh, the cutest exercise video of all time. I'm going to go to this girl's Twitter right now. Um, so this is a 93-year-old grandma, and this is how they train together. So she works out, and the grandma stomps around, and then like she gets some arm motions going. It just is the sweetest thing I've ever seen. I love this story with my whole heart. Um, I hope that this is my mom when I'm when she's older, and I think it will be. Um, but yeah, super super cute. That is an also a training story that caught my eye. Um, this is the uh, first podcast in a while where it's just me. We've had guests in the past, and, and now it's just me. And before I get to your guys' questions, I want to review a movie I recently just saw. So the movie that I just saw was Annihilation uh, by Natalie with Natalie Portman in it. Um, this movie is kind of unheard of when I tell people that I went and saw it, they're like, I've never heard of that. Um, but I saw it last week and I have to say that I was super, super, super impressed. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a preview of the trailer. So that's, uh, the, the premise is they go into this sort of, um, uh, space, they call it the shimmer. Um, I didn't know what to expect. The, the, the trailer obviously made it look good because most trailers make most movies look good. But I was so, so impressed. Um, I love movies that make you feel like you're going through what the characters are going through. And so throughout Annihilation, I just like for even for like I told Brooke, like for the first hour and 40 ish minutes, I don't think a single sound was made in the theater. Um because people were just like so locked in and it was sort of this sort of nerve wracking experience. Um, You felt like you were experiencing what they were experiencing. It was this really good blend of science fiction, fantasy and thriller suspense with a little bit of scariness in it. Um, I would really, really, really recommend seeing it. I actually think that there, there's some rumor going around that it's coming to Netflix like super soon because Netflix bought it. I don't know how true that is, but I would definitely, 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 definitely recommend seeing Annihilation, especially if you like sci-fi fantasy. It is rated R. Um, There is some graphic scenes, um, some some pretty violent scenes, but uh, overall, really good movie, really well done. It actually reminded me to the similar feel of Dunkirk. I mean, two totally different movies, but the reason I love Dunkirk so much was that I felt like I was on the beach with those soldiers. Um, the, the, the suspense and the tension of that movie was so real, even for the viewer. And I love when, when directors and writers are able to do that. And I felt like Annihilation did the same thing. Um, which So yeah, so I'd recommend it, especially if you like science fiction and fantasy, which I really do. Um, I just showed the trailer to my friend Mary, who works at Supply, and she was like, no, I can't do that. 
Uh, I can't do that. I can't see something like that. Um, so yeah, so those are a few training topics, the movie that I've seen. And now we're going to head to your questions. No break today, just straight through. I think I got about seven or eight questions that I'm going to answer today. Um, the first one comes from at Jensen underscore Andrew. And she asks, what is your favorite music album of all time? And I would respond to that, that my favorite music album of all time is Black Bear Hushed by Andrew Bell. Um, so Andrew Bell is one of my favorite musicians, and he released this album called Black Bear, which I absolutely loved. And then he released what he calls a hushed version of the album. So it's not technically an acoustic version, but it's just like a calmer, chiller version of the album. So Black Bear Hush. Black Beard Hushed by Andrew Bell is probably my favorite album of all time. Although that is a very hard question to answer because it depends on the mood. Question number two comes from Carly Pickett. What are some of the biggest risks you've taken both in business and personally? Ooh, that's a very good question, Carly. Thank you for that. Um, in business, the, the biggest risks you take are financial risks where you buy something, you know, order in bulk, um, I remember when Brooke and I were wedding photographers, we went to a trade show in Las Vegas called WPPI, and we were walking around these booths, and, and we saw the, this photo booth called the Smile Booth, which we had sort of heard of, and I was just like, how much does this cost? And they were like, well, it's $25,000, and I was like, okay, that's a lot of money. Let's give it a shot, and we had just bought a home, and so we had just gotten this like refund for our home, so we were able to put a pretty sizable down payment on that piece of equipment. And then uh, my parents thought I was crazy. Brooke's parents thought we were crazy. But that and that piece of equipment ended up paying for itself and, and then quite a bit more because it was like right at the start of the trend of photo booths. Um, and everybody loved it, the Smile Booth. We still have it today. People still love it. It's a really great piece of machinery. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty big risk, at least early on in our business life. Um, personally, uh, you know, I think just living through faith is risky, you know, just believing that, that, that God is real and he's for you and, and, and to, to live risky for him, you know, whether it's giving away money or giving away time or energy, like that's always risky. Um, but yeah, it's the, the, the big, biggest risks usually end up coming financially and just like believing God with your money personally, or believing, uh, in something with your money for a business and being like, yes, I'm going to buy X amount of t-shirts because I think I can sell X amount of t-shirts. That is pretty risky. Um, question number, uh, three from Tommy Kuntz, which walk and love line was the most difficult to launch and why? Uh, good question. I think the most difficult collections are always the same ones. It's always the Christmas collection, um, because it's so big, um, and it contains new and reprints and reprinted designs on new items. And there's just so much of it to um, release all at once um, and to try to like give it enough airtime on Facebook and Instagram and, and our blog and our website and like try to be able to show people the vastness of what we have. Um, those are always the difficult, most difficult collections to release. And we always release those at Christmas time because that's when people want to buy. Um, but yeah, I would say those, those are, those become the most difficult ones um, because we have to show so much and people's attention span is so limited. Um, question number four from at Meredith Youngman. You could pick a dream band or artist to come to a private show at Supply. Who would you pick? Um, well, since I just said Andrew Bell uh, has my favorite album of all time, I would say Andrew Bell. Um, if I could pick someone living or dead, I might pick Johnny Cash uh, because that would be 
incredible. Johnny Cash is amazing. Question number five from Amanda Panda Carp. How do you get everything done with such a small staff? And so this is a very, this is a question we've actually received before. Um, and right now it's sort of a perfect time to ask that question because our staff has actually never been smaller. Um, so right now it's just me um, and a part-timer uh, named Matt who comes in about 15 hours a week. And then Brooke is on maternity leave. So it's just me and Matt right now. And here's what I would say to people. Like, I think that most businesses, um, when they're starting out, they want to grow too quickly. And if you read, uh, you know, business owners and, and entrepreneurs books, often that is a, uh, that is something that they fall into is we tried to grow too quickly. We spread ourselves too thin and we struggled to maintain what we artificially grew. Um, and so for us, for me personally, like I always think that I can do more. Um, I always think that I can work a little harder and dig a little deeper. And I think most people don't work very hard. If I'm being completely honest, most people like get distracted by Instagram and Facebook and, and they're like, Oh man, I didn't do it. I didn't get anything done today. Maybe I need to hire someone. And I'm just, I'm usually like, you don't, you just need to turn this off, put it on silent, put it on do not disturb and, you know, get into it. Um, and so that's how we do a lot with a little. Uh, the other way that we do it is that we um, know what we do well. And so we don't try to do everything. We outsource some things. So like even right now, like I could go out, take this camera and go take pictures of people in our in our in our uh, items and uh, take sort of these lifestyle shoots. It's not really my strongest skill. So that's why I created walkandlovecontent.com so people could do that for me um, and get paid for it. And so right now I don't, uh, I try to focus on what I can do well and what I can do well is is uh, do videos like this, um, do the back end side of the business and uh, you know hopefully with Matt's help, get everything done. And so far we're about a week into it with just the two of us and, and things are going super well. But, uh, but I think the real answer to that question is how do we get everything done with such a small staff is we focus on what we do well um, and we work really hard. And there's no sort of secret sauce to that. There's no sort of secret loophole that we're figuring out that, that most people don't figure out. I think people try to spread themselves too thin and like, you know, we could easily do t-shirts and, and backpacks and scarves and shoes and jeans and like head all these different directions but that would sort of distract us from what we do really well, which is t-shirts and tops. And so we try to stay laser focused on that and not get distracted by the new, which is very easy to do. And I have been before and I've hopefully learned that lesson. Question number six from at Leah Nicole 25 is how is June adjusting to be a big sister? So yeah, we're five weeks into having two kids. It's going really well. Brooke is amazing um, at being a mom of two. I'm so, so impressed by her. Uh, June is exactly what we predicted. She she's done exactly what we predicted she'd do. We uh, when people asked her like what how's she gonna respond? I said I guarantee when we say hey June do you want to hold baby Sunny? She will say no thank you. And for about a month she said no thank you every time we asked that question. And just recently held her for the first and second time in one week, um, which was really cute. Um, but yeah, she's doing great. She'll she'll talk about her baby sister and and go real close to her face and oh she's so cute. And then when Sunny cries, she'll be like, "What's wrong with her?" Um, but yeah, she's doing a really good job. And and but Brooke is doing the best job, just like having two kids and being a rock star about that, which I love watching her be a mom. It's just so so inspiring. Um, which leads me to question number seven from at Ruben A Ramos. 
how do you manage a company while spending a good amount of time with your wife and kids? This is honestly a difficult thing to do. Um, you know, and I think uh, you guys have heard, if you've watched any of these episodes before, you've heard me say this phrase that balance is a moving target. And uh, I'm not going to balance every single day with the same amount of time of work and the same amount of time with my family. Um, but I will balance seasons of life where work is heavy and with seasons of life where family is heavy. And right now I'm in a work heavy mode, um, you know, because we've sort of have less staff. Uh, there's more responsibility falling on my shoulders. And so I'm here a little bit longer every day. But I make sure that when I go home, my phone goes on the counter um, and I lock in and, I, and I'm there and I'm present um, because I think I could spend easily the same amount of hours every day with my family and at work. But if I'm with my family and still checking on things and posting things and making sure everything's running smoothly, I'm not really with my family. Um, and so really I've been focusing on when I leave work, I leave it here. Uh, and when I get home, my phone goes on the, on the counter uh, and I'm there and I'm locked in with June, ready to play and jump around and have fun. Um, and then at night, you know, try to stay off the screen and be with my wife and talk to my wife. And so those are types, those are the types of ways that, um, we try to balance, uh, the work and the family, but it's all seasonal. So like, you know, right now it's busy. Hopefully, uh, in a couple of months we'll be able to go on a vacation or something and, and just be locked in with family time. Um, but yeah, I, I always say that balance is a moving target and you can't balance perfectly family time and work time every single day. It's more seasonal, monthly, weekly, a couple days at a time. Um, and yeah, and, and just, and then the other way that we balance is we communicate. So I tell Brooke, Hey, I have a super long day. I won't be home until after the kids are in bed, you know, and that's the reality of it. And as long as she's has the right expectations and know that that's coming, it's a lot easier to communicate, to, to be together when we understand what the days look like. And on days that I can leave early, I really try to leave early and not just sit around here and click around on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Like I want to be with my family. I love my family. And so I try to take every step I can to be there and be with them. Question number eight from at SHL 22. How do you feel about God wanting you to run, walk, and love? Did you always want to have your own business or did it surprise you? So I, I got this question on Instagram story, um, and I thought it was interesting, and uh, mostly because I feel like the question is off, uh, and not to pick on SHL 22, I think it's actually a good question, but I think it actually leads to like a broader, bigger point. Uh, I don't know if God wants me to run, walk, and love. Like, I don't think that that's what he put me on this earth to do. Is it what I do? Yeah. Um, but I believe that God put me on this earth to, one, love him with all my heart, soul, and mind, and love my neighbor as myself. And those are the two things. And then, and then his last sort of greatest commandment, greatest commission, go and make disciples. And so that is what God wants me to do, those three things. My occupation is just my occupation. Um, and if I'm running, walk, and love and not doing those three things, I'm not living in accordance with the way that God created me, the, what, what he calls me to be. And I often think what we do is we make calling and occupation this sort of like combined circle of what we, what we do. So, uh, you know, I'm a writer, so that's my calling. Well, no, I believe that God has called you to love others, to love him, and to go and make disciples. Can you do that through writing? 
Absolutely. Can you do that through selling t-shirts? Absolutely. Can you do that through being a mom and a dad? Absolutely. Can you do that through being a husband? Absolutely. Can you do that for, through being a coach? Absolutely. There's a million ways you can do that. Um, so, so I'd actually say to the question, how did you feel about God wanting you to run, walk, and love? I don't think he wants me to. I think he wants me to love him love others, and go and make disciples. And if I can do those while running Walk in Love, then I'm living for him and for his glory. If I stop doing those things while running Walk in Love, then what's the point of it all? There is no point. Um, and, uh, and the second part of the question, did you always want to have your own business or did it surprise you? Um, I've always wanted to be uh, my own boss. Uh, since a very young age, I started selling avocados. That was my first business um, on the streets. Um, so it didn't surprise me. I've always sort of had this entrepreneurial spirit. But again, I don't think that that's my calling. I think my calling is to love God, love others, and go and make disciples. And if I do those things, it doesn't matter what my actual occupation is. Uh, I could be a YouTuber. I could be a CEO. I could be a checkout clerk at the local grocery store. Um, but if I'm doing those three things, then, I, then I'm living with purpose and living with passion. So great questions. Uh, keep them coming, guys. I love answering them. That is all the questions I have for today, but I wanted to close with something. Um, so I was talking to my friend the other day, my friend Mary, who works at Supply, is a very, very successful culinary content company. Um, and we were talking about how it seems like people have the inability to say something in person but they still say it digitally. So we were sharing stories about how we've had experiences where we've had sort of like these moments where we tell people something sort of heartfelt and honest and true and loving, and they kind of just stand there and say, okay. But then they don't just stand there and say, okay, later in the day or the week or the month, there's a Facebook post or an Instagram post about how thankful they are for us or for, yeah, for us in this, in this scenario. And we were talking about how odd it is that like you have the moment, like they had the moment to say that back to me, to my face or to Mary's face or to your face, or, you know, I'm sure you've been in these situations and they didn't, but they had the ability to say it online in a digital form. And I'm sure that I've been guilty of this in the past, but my challenge to everybody watching this is that if someone's being heartfelt and honest and true with you, just say it back to their face. Don't feel like you have to share it online because I feel like when we share it online, we're almost looking for the the status, like the glory for us, not for the person that we're sharing the kind things about. We're, we're sharing it so that people like and double tap and comment and say that we're so sweet. And so the glory is coming on us and not the person that the post is meant for. And so if someone is being honest and heartfelt with you and saying some kind things to you, yeah, if you want to say it online, that's great. But my challenge to you would be say it to their face. I, I think as a culture, we're losing the ability to talk to people face to face and everything is becoming a digital interaction. And I think there are elements of that that are okay. And, and obviously, like I'm very involved on Instagram and we're very involved in social media. And, and I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm just saying that with the people that are actually in your lives, the people that you know, the people that you see, the people that you work with, the people that you go to church with, like take time and tell them to their face with words coming out of your actual mouth how they make you feel, what you love about them. Because no matter what you share online and how you tag them and what you call them online, the words to them face-to-face -face will always mean a million times more. So do that this week. Go find someone that you love and tell them that you love with words <laughs> from your actual mouth.
that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Keep those questions coming and we'll see you next time.